Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it is episode 348 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, I of course am Brian Breaker, and joining me as always, Big underscore Bane, Big Bane, what is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. We're uh, we're skyping it this week, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 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 having me a little unprepared two week vacation. <laughs> yeah, um, it's your call whether you want to kind of go into what's going on. Um, but yeah. you know, again, it's just precautions, right? We're just being we're trying to be safe. Yeah. Well, I I'm I'm not sick, but uh, someone in the house is sick, and I uh, just I'm I'm forced to forced to stay at home so i uh i didn't want to run the risk of if if maybe i don't have symptoms yet i didn't want to run the risk of getting you infected as well so we're just we're just being a little precautious go figure big bane to care about little old me what a what a what a nice fella now if it was bill Benus, i'd be like yeah bud come on let's do the podcast <laughs> He probably doesn't even. He was drinking your energy drink when he invaded the show. The I, other day. I, I like, know. What the hell are you doing? That sack of shit. Yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Bill Benis, I mean, he's uh, he's back rolling, man. He's yeah. Back on the uh, he's back on the show. Yeah, we're rocking and rolling, man. Um, you know, first episode, he tried to fire Kevin, uh, but I threatened to quit. And Trisha, the owner of the studio, reminded Bill that Kevin is actually an employee of the uh, studio, not of No Holds Barred, and so. Because I'm sure you guys are just flowing with advertisement money, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. From from Outsiders Beard Co. Yeah, we we pay, yeah. We pay a lot in advertising money, and then um, and then you know, second last this past Tuesday, uh, I met which Bill ran into uh, his overly obsessed fan, which was a wild time. I did not have that on my 2020 bingo card. Bill having an obsessed fan, so. Um, Pretty insane. I don't know if you heard that, but I just cracked me open a uh, Fruity Windex. Oh, snap. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I still, like, every time I try this, I keep thinking, like, maybe 
my taste buds are going to change and Jeff has planted something within my mind to make me think this is not good, <laughs> but I, I still like it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's good stuff to me. Um, I, I'm, I'm drinking me a, uh, long, long neck Baneweiser. That's what I'm having. Baneweiser, a Baneweiser. There you go. An old Baneweiser. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you've got to quarantine right, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to – I don't have the opportunity to have a Bane Weiser on the show very often because I'm normally driving, you know, drink responsibly. But, I mean, I'm, I'm stuck at the house, so I figured, why the hell not? It's only 2 in the afternoon. I might as well start. It's That's 5 o'clock somewhere. That's, not anywhere in the States, but somewhere. Not anywhere in the States. But I feel like uh, I feel like Jack Gamble would appreciate it, you know. He, he'd be all about having a, having a Bane Weiser at 2.30 in the afternoon. I think he absolutely would. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Christy Petrillo from Figures Toy Company will be our guest uh, this week for part two. We got quite a bit of wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk. And, of course, um, we'll do some chalk line talk as well. Uh, once again, we're going to have to put off Tiger Electronics this week because, uh, well, Big Bang's not here. So yeah. that's impossible. But <laughs> we only have two of those games left. I feel like this is going to be at the longest time ever to get through that for some reason <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh well we've had a lot of interruptions i'd say definitely some interruptions but you know again it's 2020 man i don't know <laughs> I, th- I feel like everybody thinks when we hit 2021 this will all just like magically be normal again yeah i i'd love for that to be the case i would too uh i don't know i think i think we're kind of approaching new normal though man yeah i i to think a degree. so too yeah you know like I, i'm i'm worried about like going on a date with a girl and like if i try to kiss her if that's like you know assault with a deadly weapon you know because you don't know if someone's got the covid you might you might just have to kiss through the mask <laughs> maybe maybe like demolition man it's like what with your mouth you know? yeah. <laughs> which i mean you think about it like holy shit like maybe that's not that far off <laughs> right oh, God. that's disgusting <laughs> well anyway what do you say we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here let's do it well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, Big Underscore Band, we got a lot of wrestling talk to dive into here. Uh, this one almost could go into the WTF slot, but I feel like it was the most topical. Um... We didn't completely cover all the speaking out movement stuff because I feel like there was a lot there, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't know what's legit, what's not. Yeah. But when information starts piling up, especially on a particular individual, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. And, yeah. And, um, you know, obviously a few certain people we did bring up. I know Marty Scroll was one that you brought up. Well, Joey Ryan was uh, accused of, of misconduct by several women. Um and apparently, as of last last I heard, he has now filed two separate lawsuits against a lot of these women. Mm-hmm. Uh, defamation of character being a main driving point and loss of funds and everything else. Uh, multi-million dollar lawsuits, from what I understand. He's catching a ton of flack in the wrestling community. Yeah. Um, super, super bad move, in my opinion. But I here's what I think when I see this case, because, I mean, I'm not a lawyer or anything, but... If you watch enough of those lawyer-type shows, like I remember in Liar, Liar, they had the scene where the lady said her friend had a burglar on her roof who fell through a skylight and cut his leg on a knife in the kitchen yeah. and sued the lady who owned the house. 
and that sounds ridiculous, but this this is the same. You know, yeah. like this is really no different than that. That being said, does he have a case in some weird, twisted way? Because he was talking about all the lost money. I'm like, well, yeah, you you did lose a ton of money because no one's going to buy your T-shirt now. No one's going to buy stuff from your wrestling company. No one's going to book you. That is all lost wages. He's not incorrect there, but there's a reason why. It's because of the type of person you turned out to be. What are your thoughts on all this, man? This is a mess. Yeah, it's um, that's a, that's a tactic that's actually I'm, I'm learning is used quite a bit where people will um, put somebody in court just to drain them of money so they will drop whatever they're like pushing. You know, right. A big corporation can do that to a small person because you yes. don't have the money to fight them. Yes. And that happens a lot. And um, I think that's what Joey Ryan's doing here is to basically punish them because he knows that they don't have the money to a pay him what he's asking for. And B, probably they don't have the money to even afford lawyers for any certain amount of time. And it's it really shows his character even more. I mean, if if you didn't think he was a piece of shit beforehand, you really should now because it's that's beyond a shitty thing to do. Even I, I mean, it's been pretty much pretty much decided that he's a sack of shit and that he did all this. If I remember correctly about him, I mean, there was no debate as to whether or not he actually did those things, right? Well, I think what he had argued, and again, I didn't watch a lot of his videos because I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really care what you have to say. But it was like, well, this happened, but this is an exaggeration of what happened. Well, it's like, well, it either it is or it isn't. And yeah. you can't tell me that in, in a situation, and I'm here's the thing, and I understand that, you know, there's always situ, there's circumstances, and anyone that tells a story always tells it from their perspective, and usually they're not in the wrong, you know, and I get that. So, like, if a woman's telling a story of things that happened with him, she's probably not in the wrong at all. Right. And his version is, well, he's not in the wrong, and the truth's usually somewhere in the middle, but when this many people come forward yeah, and tell similar stories of, you know, surprise and, like, whoa, what's going on? What's happening here? And things of that nature, you kind of have to, to think, like, hmm, there's got to be something to this, right? And, and yeah. you know, you know as well as I do, women can be manipulators. I mean, I'm not saying that they're that everyone is totally innocent, but I feel and, and I'm talking about the whole speaking out movement, right? Right. Not everybody's 100% innocent. But I in this situation specifically, there can't be any argument really in my opinion that he's done some wrong stuff. Suing the women that I, that he's claiming slandered his name is very very bizarre to me, um, because like what what's their option here? Like if you get a lawsuit like this slapped on you and you're just a, an average person, you don't have a ton of money. What do you even do? How do you even try to fight that? Yeah, I, I really don't know. I mean, and the thing is, is he's probably. I bet there's some sort of weird caveat there. It's like I'll drop the suit if you say it was all fake, you know. And that may be it. And which is shit you know that's shitty but the thing is is like he is not helping his case he was a a sideshow in my opinion of the professional wrestling industry and you didn't you didn't watch him because he was great in the ring you watched him because people grabbed his dick and like it's not like he's going to have an incredible career after this 
And so it's a weird effing tactic for him to go balls to the wall about this and, and no pun intended, like it, and for him to really go after these women the way he is, because it's not going to help him in the long run. People still aren't going to book him. I mean, he's, and do you think that's what he's thinking though, that people are once, if all these women admit that they lied, quote unquote, then he can just go back to business as normal. Maybe, but like, if if he did if he did does go keep going with this and even wins the case, it's not going to change my opinion on him. I'm still going to think he's a sack of shit, and I mean I'm not I, I'm not going to support anything he does. I mean, to me, I feel like the toothpaste is out of the tube with him. I mean, right. we like he had a gimmick as a weird, pervy piece of shit. Turns out the gimmick was reality. And it's like, to me, I feel like the toothpaste is out of the tube. There's no going back now. I mean, this oh, is just the, the gimmick, brother. You right. Know. That's just the way this guy is. And so it's not, I'm never going to change my opinion and be like, oh, yeah, Joey Ryan's a cool guy. No, he's a sack of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just a, um, in my opinion, it's a last ditch effort because he does not know what else to do. Yeah. Because it's going to be hard for him to get work in acting, which he did. A, you know, remember he was in glow. He did a few wrestling sure. things like wrestling related acting jobs. Sure. He was, as far as independent wrestlers, I'd say he was on that list of top five that everybody knew. Mm-hmm. And he was working in impact. And I think had he wanted to, could have went to AEW. I feel like AEW really dodged some bullets. Oh, when yeah. Marty Skrull didn't go over. And then Joey Ryan didn't go over. Oh yeah. They, I mean like that's did. really, that's that's some like matrix level bullet dodging. Yeah, it really is. Because I mean, the honestly, probably two of the hottest names on the independent scene, and they were both a part of All In, so it would make sense of them to be there, right? But for them to not officially sign, very smart on AEW's part. Um, another interesting tidbit here is Alexa Bliss got some heat on Twitter for, I guess, showing approval of the. Aaliyah Mysterio Buddy Murphy storyline. Of course, Alexa Bliss and Buddy Murphy were in a real life relationship years ago. They've since moved apart. But, you know, they're doing the storyline on TV where Ray's daughter, Aaliyah, who's 19, seems to kind of have a thing for Murphy. He's kind of got a thing for her. People are not liking it because she's 19. He's like 31, 32. Um, we haven't talked about this yet because I'm like, this is a story on TV. Like, this isn't real life. Yeah calm down she is of legal age it's a little much because she is a lot younger but i don't know what do you, where do you fall on this one man I, you know i honestly haven't even really thought about it that much i didn't i didn't know uh, buddy murphy was like our age i figured he was mid-20s late 20s maybe um i didn't realize that she was only 19 i mean to me i feel like she also looks early 20s to mid-20s um I, so this whole story, I didn't, I haven't even really thought of it really. And, um, but I don't know. I, I think it's, to me, it's not a big deal because it's not real life. Um, <laughs> right. It's a TV show. Right. I, people would lose their effing minds if they realized how many actors and actresses are in their late twenties playing teenagers. Right. And so it, it's, I mean, there's been very many many movies out there where there's somebody who's like in their mid to late twenties and somebody who's a teenager and they're playing a romantic role with each other yeah. in films. And it's like, it's, you have to look at it the same way because yeah, I know wrestling is this whole 
its own thing where everything is supposed to be real, but it's 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 a show and they're acting and they are playing a character. And so it's it's not real. Now, if we find out that Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah are like really seeing each other, then maybe. But even even then, I don't know. I mean, it's it's if it's, she's 17. I see the issue. Right. She's 19. She's 19. I, I mean, mean, either you're an illegal adult or you're not. Right. And you and I have like made the comment several times that like I couldn't date someone who's a teenager, even if they are legal, because that's just weird. Um, right, because it's too far out of the realm of like, right. like it just doesn't work. Right, and what do you, well, what do you have in common with a nineteen-year-old? You know what I mean? So it's <clears throat> it d- doesn't really make any sense. But like, as far as acting goes, like I I don't care. Like that's it's it's a story. It, it's it's not real. And I right. get I get the timing of it. I get why people are upset about the timing of it. But I feel sure. like people are just virtue signaling, man. Trying to trying to die on a hill that doesn't need to be died on. Well, and I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like her name's not really Aaliyah Mysterio, right? <laughs> right. It's it's a storyline. It's it's if you've seen any of the Eclipse, it's pretty wrestling esque, you yeah. know. So there's a lot more things in wrestling to be upset about by this. But the Alexa Bliss, I guess, made a tweet like, I guess someone asked her if she was jealous, and he was like, "Absolutely not. Shoot your shot," or something like that. Like, go for it, man. Like. Yeah. We're not together anymore. I think they still actually share custody of their dogs, so they obviously have a uh, positive relationship, which is good. Sure, it's a wrestling storyline that she's just and, and people like threw her under the bus for it. I was just like, wait, what the hell? You know, like yeah, it, it's a bit much. I mean, the Undertaker kidnapped Stephanie McMahon, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, DDP and, was like, uh, Undertaker's stalker, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a lot of I don't know, like. It's wrestling, right? I mean, come Tri- on. Triple H humped a dead body. <laughs> exactly. You know, like a lot of weird on. things. It's have just happened. there's so much about this that just I was like, this was pretty tame, and all all things considered. Yeah. Um, to switch gears a little bit, Kenny Omega provided an update on the AEW video game. He said he had nothing to say yet, but that he he's very confident it may be one of the best wrestling video games on the market. Um. There's some speculation that it might be the return of the GM mode, which a lot of people really liked from that SmackDown vs. Draw game years ago. Sure. Kenny Omega is an avid gamer. But I've heard this before, man. I don't know if you know this, but Samoa Joe and AJ Styles were a big part of making TNA Impact, and that game sucked. So, um, yeah. who knows? But good news, I hope, maybe. Like, I think this could be a fun thing if it turns out great. So, AEW has had a pretty good track record, I feel. Um, they... I wasn't sold on the idea behind the company, and since then they have sold me on the company. I wasn't sold on their action figures. Since then they have sold me on their action figures. So um, I I think when they say it's going to be really good, I think it'll be really good. Um, I That being said, I, I, I'm not holding my breath that this is going to be anytime soon. Because oh no, definitely not. The, I would say probably a little while out yeah, down the road. I'd, I'd probably say still a couple. We're probably a couple years out from a video game uh, for AEW, just because of how much time needs to develop a good game. The reason why WWE was able to put new games out every year is because they already had the base formula. They already knew it. So really, it was just kind of changing, tweaking things a little bit here and there every year. So it wasn't like they were starting from scratch on a brand new video game. AEW kind of has to start from scratch. So this might be a few years in the making, and it might be, you know, 2023 before we even see the video game. So it it's one of those things where I 
it's going to take some time, but I mean, I, I think it'll be worth the wait if people can be patient enough and wait and hang on. No, I agree. And I think that that's, what's, what's cool about it is it gives us another game on the market. You know, Absolutely. I was excited about battlegrounds in that regard because, you know, was not my favorite game or anything, but it's something different and think outside the box, do something different because, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. Like if you look at all the games on the current consoles, what's where's that replay value of me wanting to go play wwe 2k 16 right maybe besides someone specific on the roster but there's really not any yeah so i think i think this is a great thing absolutely it is uh this past weekend was clash of the champions gold rush uh, you watched this show i watched some of it uh, i didn't hate it i'm kind of getting i'm kind of getting okay with the thunderdome i feel like it's uh it's all right you know for what for what we're dealing with you know in the, yeah. the circumstances of 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 the world today. Um, I didn't see the whole show. Um, I don't know if you did or not. I really enjoyed that triple threat ladder match though. Yeah, that was a really good match. I don't think I watched the whole show. Um, at least I can't remember watching the whole show. Um, but I, I mainly just wanted to see Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. That was really the main reason I was even tuning in at all. And, uh, but the triple threat ladder match was amazing. I, I love how Sammy, won that match. I thought that was a really unique way to win that match. Um, but um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think WWE's kind of killing it now. I mean, with with Roman as a heel, and I like, I like what they're doing as far as piping in sound because obviously the crowd delay or the crowd sound isn't there. Um, yeah. Even though people and that was the biggest it. miss, I think, before. Yeah, yeah. but I, I like the fact that they're piping in, in crowd noises. I think that's... I think that helps tremendously, um, but um, I, I'm actually a huge fan of the way they did the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso story. Um, pretty much like somebody pointed out on Twitter that it was pretty much Rocky Four or whatever, right? And it was like that's it was a pretty pretty fun match. I mean, Roman just absolutely just beating the hell out of Jay the whole time, but Jay never really giving up or, or letting him win and. Just uh, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool little story, I thought. Yeah, and I definitely want to watch that match. I don't know if I told you this, but my Roku is um, basically not compatible with WWE Network anymore. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and so it kept... What would happen is I would start to play, and it would, like, basically connection lost. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I click off, click back on, play for two minutes, connection lost. Damn. And I was like, what is going on here? And it only happened on WWE Network... That's where I found out, like, they've updated their system to where basically I'll have to update my Roku. I can still watch it on my phone, but, uh, you know, who wants to watch a full pay-per-view on their phone, you know? So Right. Well, and those so, uh, those new Rokus, man, I mean, some of them were only, like, 30 bucks. Yeah, I know, but, like, they're slow as shit, too. So when you get, like, the slow ones, they don't they don't work as well. So I'm either going to have to get a new, new good Roku or... Or figure something else out. So that was kind of that's a little frustrating, and and that kind of makes me not want to watch wrestling. You know, like I feel like sure. that kind of hurt their own product a little bit. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Yeah. So, but what do you say we uh, take a little break and dive into some movie talk here? Let's do it. This is at the movies. This is at the movies. This is. Break up and bait up at the movies, yeah. This is. Break up and bait up at the movies, yeah. 
All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, a little bit of movie talk. Uh, it's it's officially October now, and that means it's the Halloween season, and that means it's like your favorite time of year, dude. Absolutely. You know, just today, um, about uh, probably close to three weeks ago, I um, designed a custom blanket, <laughs> and just today I got it in. It's It's a Halloween blanket. And, and I, I am thrilled about it, and uh, I'm very excited to have it. I love the Halloween season, so pretty stoked. Pretty stoked. Movies, TV shows, all that good stuff. It's my favorite time of year. The, the official Big Underscore Bane Halloween blanket. Yeah. I hope it's not a picture of Bill Venus. No, no, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a picture of me in a, in a, uh, in a Speedo, a, a Freakazoid Speedo breaker. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, it is scary, I guess. <laughs> it's spooky season. <laughs> well, so I, I was going to talk about this. I don't think me and you are the biggest Adam Sandler fans necessarily, but Adam Sandler for the last several years has had a deal uh, where basically he releases all his movies exclusively on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of them I haven't really watched because I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. But I saw a trailer uh, that comes out, uh, I believe, the 7th, which would be um, – one thing next Friday, I think, or so QB Halloween coming out exclusively on Netflix and big underscore Bane. This is kind of checking that box of something we have not seen in a while. And that's a Halloween comedy, right? I mean, there, yeah. you see like the crazy slashers, the psychological thrillers, but not any like Halloween centric comedy. So this is a, this is a fun one for me, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler fan either. I mean, <clears throat> He's a guy that I feel like kind of peaked in the '90s, um, but he, he's put out a couple of good movies recently, and I, I think this yeah. this one's going to be stupid. I already know going into it, and I think oh, that's big time. I watched the trailer today. Yeah, I think that's going to make me enjoy it more though, is the fact that I know beforehand that it's going to be pretty stupid, and um, but I, I think it'll be a fun watch, and, and I'm all about. I give movies a big time pass when they're really dumb. Uh, when they are Halloween or Christmas movies. Yes. So I, I think it'll be fun. Well, and I think Netflix was smart in signing Adam Sandler because he has enough of a name value that you like associate him with funny movies. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, you're not a theater guy, but you're not going to a movie theater for this, right? I mean, hell no. And a lot of the movies he's released, you know, like the do-over or murder mystery. These aren't like, Ooh, I got to watch it. Right. But you're like, yeah, it's on Netflix. Why not? Yeah. It's very smart on their part, I think. And to be fair, I think I've watched most, all the movies that he's put out on Netflix and they've all been pretty solid. Even the, um, was it the, uh, what was that? Uncut gems or whatever. That wasn't even a comedy. Like that movie was insane. Um, I actually really liked that movie, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, He's he's had a pretty decent track record the last couple of years with his movies. I mean, so I, I think this might be okay. Well, and to be fair, I was going through because um, when I saw that, I went through his like to see how many he's done on Netflix now, and it was like six or seven. It was a it was a bunch. Yeah, yeah. And done um, a few. And I was just going through all his list of movies. There's dude, there's a lot I have not actually seen. Like I have not I have not seen Jack and Jill. Yeah. I have not seen You Don't Mess with the Zohan. You know, like. There's, there's several that I haven't seen. 
And it's like, I was kind of thinking, I was like, man, I feel like he was such a huge star that I saw all his movies, but really I didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but this is definitely one I, I definitely want to check out. I think it'll be a good uh, every year Halloween uh, film for sure. Absolutely. Well, and, and to kind of add on to your point, I, I kind of checked out on him around the click era and the um, punch drunk love era of movies. Yeah. And that's kind of when I was kind of over the whole Adam Sandler things. I felt like he was kind of changing the, the movies he was doing. Uh, but, yeah. But then, you know, Just click like you think it's going to be funny, but it's almost sad. Right. It, it was like a little bit too serious. And I mean, Adam Sandler movies kind of always had that little, you know, moment where it was like a feel moment. But like it, it was mostly just a silly movie. But then, you know, he um, came out with the oh, what, what was the movie with like uh, Kevin James and, and Chris Rock and oh, Grown Ups, Grown Ups. I thought those were fun movies, but like they, they weren't like extremely good or anything, but they were fun. The first one was good. I thought the second one really sucked, but yeah, um, it, it just he's very hit and miss, right? And, oh yeah, you know because he kind of started off so strong with like Happy Gilmore, Billy yep. Madison, yep, The Water Boy, uh, Big Daddy, Wedding Singer. All of those have like very good, um, very you know very good track record. So it's like everything he does is funny. Yeah, and then it was just like slowly he'd do one. And you're like, that's eh, not as good. That's eh, not as good. And then. Like I remember Mr. Deeds was the first one he released where I was like, that's funny, but it's not as funny, you know? Right. And it just kind of, I mean, it still had funny moments, but it just kind of went downhill, I think, from there a little bit. And then he did The Longest Yard, and I thought that one was fantastic. Yeah, that one was great. So, and I, I even really liked, uh, what was it, Fifty First Dates or whatever with Drew Barrymore. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like a yeah, romantic comedy, but it was good. Right, a very interesting take. Um, there's some of his more later ones that I know my mom really liked. And so, you know, but I, I, I'm... I'm hoping that this will kind of lead to me like, man, I need to go check out more, more of those Adam Sandler movies, you know, if I really dig it and stuff. Sure. Um, also, interesting news. Uh, Disney Plus has announced a new Nick Fury series for uh, for their streaming service. So this marks like, what, five or six series now that they're going to be doing as part of the MCU? Yeah. Uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's kind of shown up in everything a little bit, Marvel. Some big roles, some just cameos, but... Cool, he's getting his own series here, right? Absolutely. Give me Samuel Jackson on everything, man. I'm all about it. I think he's a uh, he's a badass, and I love the fact that um, Disney is going all in with Marvel. I mean, there's yes. there's a lot of other stuff that I would like them to venture out in. I'd like to see, you know, um, I like to I I'd like to see them dive in a little bit more on um, on like the Simpsons and stuff like that if they're able to. Um, Absolutely. I mean. You know, do I, I think another Simpsons movie would be great, or like a spinoff with like just focus more around like Mo or something, you know, like Mo's Bar or something like that, Mo's Tavern. But I mean, I just I I like, but I like the fact that they're diving into things that they that we never would have seen if it wasn't for Disney. No, I no, I definitely agree, and uh, and still to this day, my all time favorite Samuel L. Jackson Samuel L. Jackson line is from uh, the other guys. Mm-hmm. When Danson and Highsmith come in all proud for what they did, and Will Ferrell's like, great job, guys. He's like, hey, shut the hell up. If I wanted any words out of you, I'd shove my hand up your ass and move your mouth like a puppet. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere, but gosh dang, that's so funny. Oh, I know. It's like over-the-top aggressive, just like completely Yes, and he's for. like he's throwing them a compliment, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. 
Well, before we, uh, before we get to Chris, what do you say we dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your brain, do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your brain, do a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore Bane. I know you're not a huge G.I. Joe fan, um, but they announced, uh, Hasbro has announced uh, some more G.I. Joe figures in their, uh, in their uh, the G.I. Joe classified wave. I'm going to pull them up real quick here. Um, the first two, which I mean, I don't know if maybe this is a new thing where they're releasing them in just waves of two, which might be kind of interesting, right? So that there's only two figures to get as opposed to four or six, but... They're releasing the Cobra Infantry Trooper and Zartan. Zartan's like the Master of Disguise, obviously. Yeah. And um, those are both going to be available everywhere. And then in the Cobra Island line, which is exclusive to Target, you're going to get Firefly and the Cobra Viper. Um, A lot of people were very upset about the Target exclusive line because nobody ever saw them, right? And so that kind of falls into that whole, like, scalper thing like the last wave was uh beachhead and the cobra trooper and i mean i never saw them a lot of people never saw them and so like you get on ebay they're 60 70 bucks and it's just like i don't know it kind of takes you out of the wanting to collect and everything like that um again i know you're not a big gi joe fan but you had any thoughts on these i i think they look great um I, i was actually thinking that cobra viper was probably my favorite figure out of all four of these um, no, I agree. But I, I'm right there with you. I mean, a big part of why I don't collect. I mean, the biggest part is I, I can't justify spending the money. But like another big issue that I had when I was trying to collect was that it was so hard to find the one that I wanted. Most of the ones right. that I actually wanted for my personal collection were the ones that people were trying to like scavenge and and post post online on eBay. And so it, it does become a very frustrating thing. And so I completely understand why somebody might might be a little pissed off about that. So I don't know. Hopefully Target gets their stuff together because I feel like it, this isn't just a G.I. Joe issue. This is like everything that Target gets exclusively. They have this issue. Yeah, I agree. I sent you one more thing because I forgot to mention this. But in the uh, Power Rangers Lightning Collection, they announced they're going to start making some of the monsters. Oh, my and, God. Uh, so I assume you got the picture. Yeah, the pumpkin wrapper. And uh, the King Sphinx. Um, so I don't know about you, but I felt like a lot of the Power Ranger villains, besides like Rita and Zed, they never really got like the love toy-wise. Yeah. Dude, I am all about these. I think these are amazing. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but most of them were just one-offs, weren't they? I mean, they were just... Right, because it, it was the whole thing. Like, she she created a monster... Made it grow, it fought the Megazord, and then it went away, and then it was the next monster next week or whatever. Right, and so I, I don't know, but I mean, these are amazing looking. Um, I'd love to see what they look like in person. They almost, almost remind me of, especially the pumpkin one. It reminds me of a uh, Fortnite figure almost. They kind of have that look to them, but um, yeah, and I think that might be kind of. Where Fortnite styled some of these figures after, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I'm I'm all in on that. I mean, I think that, that's great. I mean, that, that pumpkin wrapper would be just hella cool just to have out during Halloween. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that, but that'd be a good one for you, wouldn't it? Just yeah. as a decoration. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, so um, I thought that was a pretty cool thing because the Power Ranger figures are great, but like after you get the Rangers, it's like, okay, now what, you know? And right. and them releasing that, I'm like, ooh, that's a that's a that's a game changer right there because I remember I don't remember all the villains, but like I remembered the pumpkin wrapper as soon as I saw it. Yeah, well, and it's and it's very much just like the uh, Ninja Turtles, you know. I mean, you uh, y- if you get the turtles, you need villains to fight. I mean, you can get yeah. Rita, but how often did the the Power Rangers ever actually fight Rita? I mean, it was always she was sending a monster to fight the Power right. Rangers. So I mean, right. you know, having Rita and Lord Zed is fine, but you need like the the monsters that they send to the Power Rangers to to actually fight. You know. No, yeah, absolutely, and I think that's what makes this so uh, uniquely interesting. So, right, cool stuff, man. Hell yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's get Christy Petrillo back on the show, and then me and Bane will be back to close it up. Boom. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, we are back here. It is part two with Christy Petrillo from Figures Toy Company. And Chris, last week we discussed quite a bit, man. We discussed, uh, you know, kind of what FTC is kind of going through with the pandemic and everything else and um, how you guys are still shipping, you know, just like normal. So people want to order some of the, the great wrestling figures that you guys have. Not only wrestling, but DC, the Three Stooges, the Presidents. I mean, so many different lines. All that stuff is still available right now. And, um, you know, how a lot of product is getting retired and you know, people that were not able to get it, like you kind of missed, may have missed your opportunity and stuff like that. But uh, this week I would kind of like to discuss a little bit of something different. And, uh, and that's, you know, you are yourself a collector. So I'm curious, what, uh, what are some stuff you are into right now? Uh, right now, the big thing for me is the masters of the universe origins. Uh, that's probably the one that's taken center stage uh, over here in the deep Petrillo household. I was a huge huge masters of the universe fan growing up um massive collection at one point uh this is actually a funny story i was uh at the local library i was probably like eight or nine years old so this was right after uh the mainline masters of the universe had ended and i was checking out a book and it was like one of the old he-man books and the librarian said something about like oh like do you collect the toys too and I had, I would say, about 75% to 80% of the line at that time, other than like some like the really rare ones from the end. Um, I had a pretty complete collection in, in great condition. You know, a couple of guys had been, you know, beaten up from play, but pretty good condition overall. And uh, the local library actually put my collection on display for about a month because they had like this little makeshift toy fair type thing going on. Um, but they actually had the entire Masters collection that I had on display for people to see. Um, so, my son, who's five, he latched on to He-Man uh, a couple of years ago uh, when it was like streaming on Netflix. And to this day, he loves it. Uh, he's got a couple of the WWE Masters figures. But when they announced the Origin line, I made a promise to him that we would start that line together and collect it together. And Daddy would get one, and he would get one. So it hasn't really completely hit over here yet. Uh, I've got the Sky Sled and the Battle Cat. Uh, the figures have not hit the pegs. Uh, I managed to get a couple on pre-order. Uh, hopefully the pre-orders go through from Walmart, but that's uh, that's the biggest thing. And uh, I've also become a casual collector of the GI Joe line. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go all in with it, um, but I was a huge GI Joe fan growing up. Had a lot of the originals, had plenty of the vehicles, um, 
you know, lots of stuff is actually still in my parents' basement. Matter of fact, uh, I sent our buddy Jeff a picture a couple of weeks ago. I was over there, and uh, the box with the original G.I. Joe headquarters was still down in my parents' basement, uh, kind of like trapped in the corner. I'm yet to dig it out. But uh, so far, I've gotten uh, Destro uh, and Snake Eyes from that line with Cobra Commander on pre-order. So that's a line that I don't know if I'll dip my toes in 100%, but there's definitely a lot of uh, cool figures and characters I'm planning on grabbing from that line as well. Well, you know, it's interesting because when uh, when the Toys That Made Us first debuted in that first season, there was Barbie, Star Wars, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and G.I. Joe. The two episodes that I enjoyed the most were G.I. Joe and He-Man, Masters of the Universe. And oddly enough, I was born in 85, so I was kind of at the tail end of Masters of the Universe. Like the popularity had already kind of dwindled, but I had older cousins who were all about it. And G.I. Joe I had some of, but I didn't – I wasn't as into it. Watching mm-hmm. those two episodes made me want to collect those again. And I'm kind of curious if that is kind of what sparked them to relaunch both of those lines because let's be honest, G.I. Joe and uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe are not exactly new properties, yet these things are just – the collectors are loving them. And so I'm kind of like you, the Origins line, I'm all about it. I want to get all of those. And then the G.I. Joe classified line I think is fantastic. I currently have the entire first wave and I'm wanting to get, you know, they have that those Target exclusives that are popping up. And Series 2, I guess, is popping up in some places as well. I'm just like, man. But again, it's it's hard. There's so much out there. And then AEW figures are, so you know, hopefully by, hit by this point. Um, there's a lot of stuff. And it's it's kind of hard to collect it all. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you have a five-year-old who, <laughs> who, who, you know, demands a lot more than just toys, you know, obviously, uh, you know, family living and stuff like that, you know, you, you get to kind of stick to a budget and stuff, but it's not only the temptation for him, but the temptation for myself, because it's kind of like, you know, uh, you know, I am kind of like reliving my youth. And in some cases, you know, uh, if you had the original and the original broke, or if it's like a cool update to a figure you used to have, it's just, you know, some of these figures just look outstanding. Right. And like I said, you know, I, I had so many of the Masters of the Universe figures, but I, I love the aesthetic of the origins. Um, we have all of the WWE Masters of the Universe right now, so I like how they'll kind of be able to blend in. And I know that this set was kind of almost made for customization. You can kind of pull apart the pieces without really breaking the figure exactly. and mix and match them. And with those, I mean, you know, my five-year-old i mean he's a creative little kid i mean he loves building with lego and and stuff like that mixing and matching things so i would not be again a couple extra figures for him to just kind of pull apart and let him make his own characters or creations i mean i think that's just a, a great concept and a great idea um you mentioned the AEW figures too now my son has tons of wrestling figures ranging from you know mattels to jacks to you know ftc figures of course and you know he's a fan of AEW. uh he really loves cody He's got the Young Bucks from FTC already. Obviously, I gave those to him. But I told him that I would get him the AEW figures from the beginning because, you know, I remember, you know, just, you know, when I was growing up, like that, that sense of nostalgia for it now, like you mentioned, like with the toys that made us, about how my parents went to such great lengths to try to allow me to have a complete collection or at least a, a very close to complete collection. You know, they were very, you know, they were very giving and you know they were very um free in letting me you know just bring home 
toys at will, uh, whether it was, you know, via my grandparents, my allowance or whatever. And, you know, I don't want my son to be spoiled per se, but I want him to be able to enjoy the same stuff that I enjoyed. I want him to be able to walk into a store and have an actual set that he's collecting. I want him to find that figure that he's looking forward to as opposed to just kind of buying something random off the rack. So, you know, obviously once the pandemic settles down and he's going back to the store a lot, like right now, you know, even though everything's been uh, quote unquote, okay around here, as long as you're wearing your mask, um, you know, we're still not venturing out too many places in public, like with him, like with the whole family until I'll kind of just, you know, run the errands as I'm out and, and look and, and search out stuff and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I want him to have that feeling that I had, uh, that I felt, you know, during the original Masters line and uh, the original G.I. Joe line. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned the toys that made us, too, because I don't know how much um, you'll recall about the episode, but uh, one of the executives that worked for Hasbro, uh, he was interviewed on, his name is uh, Kirk Bazigian. And he was one of the guys behind G.I. Joe. He was the guy who they utilized his likeness for uh, the character Law. Uh, it was Law and Order. And uh, it, was, it was the guy and the dog, like the military police and the dog. Right. But his daughter is actually a friend of mine because her best friend dated one of my best friends. So that she was kind of like part of the group uh, going back about 10, 15 years ago. Um, haven't seen her in a little while. But, I mean, I've been to that house. I've seen like a G a literal GI Joe shrine <laughs> because uh, you know, what people uh, might not know is uh, Hasbro is based uh, out of here in Rhode Island. So a lot of those guys that were interviewed and a lot of that stuff is, you know, right outside my door, 10, 15 minutes away. So uh, that was really cool too. Um, you know, back then to know that somebody that I grew up with, um, I'm sorry, something that I grew up with the GI Joe toy line, uh, someone that I knew, was involved that heavily in it. And then to see a couple of years later that there was a show documenting it and to see them on that show. Uh, that was just a really cool thing. Well, yeah. And you know, I, I got to touch on, on He-Man again, because that was, that was such an interesting thing. Cause I, I know um, a lot of people were very upset. Uh, I think it was at SDCC last year when they, uh, they showed off the masters of the WWE universe. Cause they kind of took it as, well, that's replacing the Mattel Retros. And I don't know so much that that was the case, other than it was just, this was already planned, and these aren't, you know, Mattel Retros were distributed pretty badly. So, to me, that wasn't really a shocker that they got canned, or put on hiatus, or whatever it is. But, to me, I, I felt as though the WWE Masters of the Universe, or Masters of the WWE Universe, rather, was a, a plan to make make sure that the regular Masters of the Universe Origins line was successful by putting another property with it. But, I mean, I said, like, you talk about your your son being creative. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, with my, with my nephew, because he came over and he saw, you know, I'm at my new house now, and he saw my Masters of the WWE Universe figures, and he looks through all of them, and he sees, you know, the regular He-Man that I found, and he goes, I don't know him. <laughs> I was like, well, that's <laughs> He-Man. And he's like, who's He-Man? And so I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to have to show him some cartoons, you know, and kind of get him up to speed on it, which I think is is super fun. But, I mean, how cool would that be as a kid to be able to do John Cena versus Skeletor? Like, that's that's super fun. And, um, you know, I, I've talked to my buddy Jason Wolf, the artist, and he had already told me he wants to get the Man-at-Arms figure and um, put the Skeletor head on it and the Skeletor armor on it and do, like, a green Skeletor. And I'm like, well, that's that's really cool. You were kind of talking about the customization, like without actually having to paint or, you know, 
do any crazy work and kind of just snap off parts and put them back on. That's a super cool thing. And, you know, the fact that the, the Rock Masters of the Universe figure has, like, the title belt, that's another cool thing. Like, there's so many different elements to this that... And, you know, with at PowerCon, them announcing all the new Masters of the Universe Origins um, stuff, you know, the vehicles and the, the new waves, and then also just the Masterverse, which is almost going to be like their elite line, and then the Masters of the Universe Origins deluxe figures, which I think are going to have just like some extra heads and more accessories and stuff. Like, there's a lot happening there, and I think that that's really cool. Plus, I mean, you know, new Netflix series coming out, like... Mm-hmm. 2020 Masters of the Universe, I think, is going to make a huge, huge comeback, and uh, 2021 and stuff is going to be even bigger. So it's this is really cool, a really fun time to be a collector. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, even thinking about like what you're talking about, the Masters of the WWE Universe. I mean, how many times as kids do we have our Hemian guys or our Ninja Turtles or our GI Joes have a wrestling federation? Exactly. You know, it, if you were a toy collector and a wrestling fan growing up in the 80s and 90s, whatever toy line you were heavily involved in, I mean. I've never heard of a Star Wars wrestling federation, but I'm sure there's probably one out there. But I mean, I know that I made my He-Man guys wrestle and I made my G.I. Joe guys wrestle. I mean, that was just what you did. So, I mean, that, you know, the fact that they had the ability to do that, I mean, I can kind of compare that to the ability of us doing the the Kiss Demon. You know, we had both licenses available and we were able to do it and we put it out there and it was awesome. Mattel, it's their intellectual property. They have the WWE license. They were able to utilize it. I mean, do I miss the retro line? Yes. You know, I was a Hasbro buff. I loved the Hasbro line. I love the retro line. I'm fortunate that we were able to uh, complete a set before it fell by the wayside and the prices got really jacked up. Um, But I just, you know, as a He-Man fan, um, if you want to use the term Mark, I guess you could use the term Mark. um, I just love the fact that there's so much to look forward to from that line and the creativity. I mean, I think that, it is the perfect balance of appealing to an older collector for nostalgia and to the imagination of a young kid. I, I think that they, it, it just really clicks on all cylinders. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think it's 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 so cool that like now they have that new Stone Cold ring with with Hulk Hogan as well and Mr. T's in the line. I mean, like there, there's so much happening. I think that that's... That's a really cool thing. And, I mean, I know that WWE has done some some spinoff series. Like, they did that Ghostbusters line, and then they did the Ninja Turtles line a couple of years ago. And the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. one, I'm like, okay, that's not that's not terrible. You got the four kind of classic top guys as the Ghostbusters and Undertaker's the Ghost. But there's something about that that it's like it's missing something. And, and it's hard for me to explain but then, like the the Ninja Turtle ones, I'm like, okay, so you got the Ninja Turtles dressed up like WWE guys, that's fun. But there's no villains, there's no one for them to fight. So I'm like, okay, like that that feels like it's missing something. For some reason, with this, and then also too, like the mini comic, like that's a huge thing for me. I think those are so much fun. Oh yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, like you, there's there's something about this. It's like okay, Triple H is kind of like their Skeletor. John Cena or Ultimate Warriors kind of like their He-Man like okay like this is this is super cool and uh, you know Macho Man Randy Savage almost like the Man at Arms like there's there's so many different things that they've kind of done and like you know Undertaker like Scareglow I mean like that's super fun so I think I think this is a really really cool creative line and I just I hope they continue for for years to come absolutely and that's the thing too it's you know they're paying attention to detail they're not just 
slapping battle armor on any old superstar. Like, you know, they're not throwing like a chest piece on Dolph Ziggler and releasing it. Like, they're actually kind of looking for like a pattern or a theme to it. Right. Or at least trying to replicate somebody from the original line. You know, like you said, like Macho Man at Arms and stuff like that. And I mean, in even, you know, people that get bitten by the nostalgia bug, you know, the fact that they have the Mr. T license now, you don't get any greater towards 80s nostalgia than to have Mr. T in a He-Man toy line. Like, that is just like uh, an absolutely great, great coup for Mattel. Because, you know, you can make your elites and basics and battle packs and stuff like that, and it'll be great. I mean, I love Mr. T. I was a, I was a huge fan of the A-Team. But that Mr. T Masters of the Universe figure, I mean, that is just like the sheer ultimate 80s nostalgia in one little you know, $15 package, however much it's going to cost at Walmart. Um, and I'm looking forward to that figure because I think that it came out great. I actually think that the Mr. T Masters of the Universe figure looks better than the um, Comic-Con Elite, um, which should be arriving in my doorstep any day. Um, so I'm only going by the computer pictures. I mean, I thought that was a good-looking figure, and I ordered it because I'm a fan. But I think that that uh, Masters of the Universe version uh, is just a tremendous figure. No, I agree. I, I really like the boxing two pack. I thought those both came out great based on the renderings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yep. that that Masters of the Universe figure was it was phenomenal. Like I was I was super pumped about that. Um, so obviously this is a different company, but um, you you brought it up before. AEW is releasing some figures. By the time this drops, they should be hitting. But they they kind of uh, made that that lapse there of like, Hey, they'll be in stores this day. And I don't know anyone. I've seen a few people now find them, but that day I didn't see anyone find them. Um, I think that was a huge misstep on their part. I've seen the ring and I've seen the toy belt myself, but still haven't seen the actual figures yet. Um, what are your thoughts on the AEW line? Uh, I'm still yet to see them in person either. Um, none of the Walmarts here have had them. Um, I do have the ring and I do have the toy belt. Um, actually, caught them online so i i actually haven't even seen those in the store i got them online and they just got delivered uh this past week as far as that um you know i mentioned um you know i told my son that we'll start collecting that from the beginning so you know we're gonna go all in and uh get all the different characters even guys you know like the young bucks uh, even though he has the ftc ones um i'm at least going to get one of everybody just so we can say that we have a complete set whether you know he's opening some and we're keeping other ones moc i'm looking forward to it as a fan uh, I think that there is a chance for them to do some really great figures of some some of the guys that they have, and sure. then I'm just I'm just wondering though how how the later lines are going to look because you know AEW is is fresh and exciting, but they also have a rather limited roster that's exclusive to them. I think there's maybe only like thirty maybe thirty five guys that are under contract to them. Um, and not, you know, who knows if any of those guys are going to cycle out. Like I, you know, I don't have any knowledge of their contracts, obviously. So, you know, will they continue to excite customers with certain variants and certain exclusives and stuff like that? Or will it start to taper off and will they start getting some of the same complaints that, you know, Mattel elites get now where there's a, a Braun Strowman or an AJ Styles in every set? Like, are we going to get to series five or six and it's like okay we're, we're already on you know cody number three or you know we're on you know young bucks set number three um because you know as long as they keep adjusting the figures you know different gear different likenesses hey cool that's fine but if they start going that uh repaint route just to kind of pad the sets and and keep them at retail you know i mean that could be harmful because you know you've seen what happens with wwe where 
you walk into a store and it's nothing but Finn Balor and AJ Styles and Nakamura and Braun Strowman. And, you know, I'm hoping that they can establish their roster to where, you know, everybody is coveted by collectors. Because I think that with only the one TV show, and then obviously right now during the pandemic, there's a lack of focus on a lot of guys for different reasons. Either, you know, they can't fly in, you know, you get a guy like Pac who, who can't fly in, he's not on TV right now. Or you've got guys who kind of get that, you know, three-week, four-week push and then fall by the wayside again. You know, like Lance Archer came in strong and then hasn't been around a lot lately. And, you know, Eddie Kingston just got picked up, but they haven't really touched on anything besides his match with Cody. And, you know, how well will figures of people like, you know, Stu Grayson or Sonny Kiss do at retail? So, you know, it's, it's you know, could it be a game changer? Absolutely. But it's, I think at this point, um, just because of with what's going on in the world and, you know, how much play these guys start getting, uh, I think that, you know, the way they build the sets is going to be a little touch and go right now, unless they, you know, unless they already know. Um, you know, Jeremy Padauer seems like a pretty smart guy. He's done a lot of cool stuff. And uh, like you said, the only thing that's really been a misstep so far has been that uh, definite date announcement by saying August 3rd, because I think that broke a lot of the goodwill that Jeremy had spent establishing over the last couple of months. And, you know, I know nobody who's found them locally. I think most people uh, that have them in hand have only found them online. I, I've seen a couple of people on, you know, social media saying, oh, you know, my store got uh, an end cap and I found them. And other people saying, well, my store only got six and there was only two left by the time I got there. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that they're plentiful and, and allow for collectors to enjoy them because I enjoy the product itself, uh, you know, the wrestling product, the TV product itself. Um, I just hope that, you know, they know where they're going in the future because, you know, Mattel is doing some great stuff, but Mattel also does not always have everything you're looking for at retail. And, uh, you know, Jeremy seems to want to keep this plentiful. He wants to keep the shelves stocked. And I'm hoping it's with newer, fresher figures instead of relying on the uh, the older reliables. Yeah, well, and, and one thing that shocked me too, this kind of goes to your point about are we going to see a lot of retreads or a lot of repaints? They announced that there was going to be a new wave about every t- eight to ten weeks. And... As you know, Wave 1 is obviously all new people. Wave 2 mm-hmm. is also all new people. And they've announced for Wave 3, Pac, Darby Allen, and Orange Cassidy. And then he's kind mm-hmm. of alluded to a Hakura Shida. So she's probably in there as well. Which, could that mean that there's two others to be announced for Wave 3? Or do we see, you know, new Young Bucks? Do we see a new Kenny? Do we see, maybe you know, whoever it might be, a repainter or something like that? But... But I kind of had that thought, too, because I'm like, their roster is not nearly as big. And if they're planning a new wave every eight to ten weeks, you know, how many, you know, I don't have to tell you, Dean Ambrose was very plentiful when he was in WWE. So Absolutely. is John Moxley going to be the same? Are we going to see six John Moxleys, you know, before before 2021? Um, I don't know. And and that, and I'm, I'm sure that they have a plan there. Like, are they able to do legends is that something because i mean obviously jeremy was very uh, influential in classic superstars so i'm sure that's on his mind because there's a lot of guys um that they you know that mattel has not made that they might be able to get their hands on so you know and then like you know guys like warhorse show up for a one-off but does that mean he that you know they couldn't sign a figure deal with him though they could but then do they want to put a guy that wwe could potentially sign you know, as a figure, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, 
a lot of thought there that I don't know for sure. I mean, even you know Jeff Cobb, who's on, who's had a figures toy company figure, he was on an episode of Dynamite a few months ago. So I don't know. I don't really know what their business plan is going to be like, but um, I'm excited to see the product. Like I said, I have not seen it as of this recording. I'm sure by the time this drops, they'll be out. But I'm kind of like you. I hope they're plentiful. I hope everyone's able to find them. I've seen the toy belts and the toy rings multiple times. So, uh, mm-hmm. but again, I don't know if those are as big with collectors, where most people are more just into the actual figures themselves. So, you know, we'll see. But I'm excited that they have a toy line for sure. Absolutely, and you mentioned Jeff Cobb. Jeff is actually slated to get a a new release in the Ring of Honor line. Oh, nice! So he'd be in a totally new, he'd be in a totally new outfit on a Ring of Honor card. He's slated for that. Um, Excuse me, but to your point about AEW, and this kind of ties into Masters of the Universe and even to the toys that made us, because if you remember in the toys that made us, they talked about one of the failures of the original Masters of the Universe line is that they had all these different cool characters out, but you could never find He-Man and Skeletor retail. Right. They were always gone. So it's like, hey, you know, we made hundreds of different characters, but if you were getting in on the ground floor of it, you couldn't find the two main characters. So I almost wonder if... AEW will kind of have that supplemental stock where it's like, okay, we did Darby and Pac and Orange Cassidy, and we're going to do Young Bucks. You know, we're going to re-release the Young Bucks. Sure. Or and and they got multiple outfits, any. so that's not hard to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that just seems that just seems easy. So I wonder if you know, almost kind of like the way that Mattel decided to do the top picks, where it's like, okay, you know, these are some core guys, some of the most popular guys on the roster. We want them to always be available. The thing with that is I think that Mattel overestimated the need for them mm-hmm. because those guys could still be rotated in and out of the standard elite or basic line. Sure. So, you know, do we really need to see three different Finn Balors at any given time? Like, no, I think one would suffice. Um, and AEW obviously does not have to worry about basic elite battle pack. You know, they only have the one line going on right now. Right. Um, but, you know, like figures like Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, like, you know, those are going to be some pretty kick-ass figures. Those are, going to, those are going to be some cool figures. So I'm looking forward to see what they pump out. As far as, like, doing stuff like the Legends, I mean, I see people all the time, like, AEW is going to sign Owen Hart, and, you know, they'll make uh, Two Cold Scorpio and this. And, you know, people have to remember, the reason so many of those guys got done through Jax is because WWE owned like 90 percent of everyone's intellectual property right so they they could get away with doing it even if mcmahon himself was not working with the talent at the time because they were working with wwe they you know that allowed them you know by extension to do people as they appeared on you know wrestlemania 2 or saturday night's main event or something like that aew you know they have taz under contract they have Tully Blanchard, they have Arn Anderson. Like, sure, like you could do guys like that, but you cannot get, you know, uh, Duke the Dumpster Drosy for an AEW Legends line. Like, right. you know, you, you just can't, you know, you can't do stuff like that. And, you know, I think that if they go too heavy towards Legends that are not affiliated with the company, you're kind of bastardizing your own product because you're risking taking away from the attention that the guys that are actually on TV should be getting. So if you're going after, you know, just say, you know, say someone like two cold Scorpio, like, Hey, you know, we're going to do a AEW two cold Scorpio figure. It's like, but what about jungle boy? What about Wardlow? 
what about Luchasaurus? Like, these are the guys that you're seeing every week. You're going to do a figure of a guy who's never been on AEW programming and will never wrestle a match for them in favor of doing guys on the roster who have never had a figure before or who are TV characters every week. Right. I mean, to me, that wouldn't make much sense because at least with WWE, you had stuff like WWE 24-7. Like, you kind of right. had a way to to utilize, you know, to, to push for those things. Um, you know, he's also mentioned stuff about doing, like, retro-style figures. But I don't know that the retro-style would lend well to the guys in AEW because I think it worked for um, WWE because you were doing like the diesel and, you know, even like Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. But I think a lot of the downfall of that line was focusing on guys like Zack Ryder and Elias and Randy, you know, people didn't really want the modern guys. They wanted the eighties and attitude era guys. Exactly. Yeah. So to do, to say, Hey, we're going to do AEW retros. I mean, the, WWE retro Dean Ambrose. I mean, people could still find that in a Target for four dollars these days. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be rushing out to buy an AEW John Mox retro figure. Right? Um, would would it be cool to get a Cody? Would it be cool to get a Young Bucks? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that their main focus should be that core line for now. You know, get some of those talents out. You know, get some fresh figures on the shelves, and then maybe you know, in a year or two, see where AEW is at, and see you know what type of extensions you could make based on the main line. No, and I definitely agree, and I and I don't know for sure if Legends is something that they're planning to do. I just I feel like that might be something down the road, but I I just I I kind of felt it like like you did. I'm like okay, because I don't know if you ever kind of like think to yourself like okay, well who would probably be in Wave Three? Who would probably be in Wave Four? And you know because there's obviously like you know the Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian and all those guys that they can make, but if you start thinking about Wave Five or Wave Six, like you're kind of running out of people. Mm-hmm. So unless they're signing a ton of dudes, they're going to have to do something. And, and, you know, I've heard of some people like, like Zack Ryder, for instance, uh, Matt Cardona. I think he signed a limited deal. So I don't know if he's even a full-time AEW guy. And, you know, I, I'm sure everyone's deal is a little bit different. So does that li- – I mean, he has a T-shirt. But like you said last week, T-shirts are very different than action figures. So does that mean he'll get an AEW action figure? Who knows? I mean, but – it's um it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure with everything they've got going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, even with like the guys that Cody's taking on, like I know Eddie Kingston was not supposed to get signed, but it was really like the push for him to get signed on social media that allowed them to do it. And and you know, that's the thing too. I think they kind of fall in this trap of allowing the the social media fan base to kind of dictate their moves sure. a lot. Which, which can be a benefit, but also it can be a hindrance sometimes. I mean, Eddie Kingston is awesome, so I mean, I'm all for that. But I, I don't believe Warhorse is under a deal. So if Warhorse is not under a deal, you know, that, and that's the thing too. Like, there are so many collectors that are quick to jump the gun and say, oh my God, that guy was on TV. Make a figure of him now. Right. And it's like, that, that's not the way it works. I mean, you know, we've been doing the Ring of Honor line for five years now. There have been plenty of people that appeared in Ring of I mean Luchasaurus appeared in Ring of Honor a couple of times. Sure. That didn't mean that I could do a Luchasaurus figure. Right. It's who's ever, whoever, you know, has a deal that allows for it, whoever has that merchandising in their contract or who's around long enough for that merchandising. You know, Jeff Cobb was a one and done. You know, his home base is still New Japan and uh, and Ring of Honor for the time being. So, you know, whether he moves on, you know, whether, you know, I mean everything could change in an instant once this pandemic's over, you know people could be bouncing around all over the place. Um, but I mean, I would just, you know, 
and you can't help the booking either too i mean just like you know we make the ring of honor figures and people are like oh well that guy's not in ring of honor anymore well we're not responsible for their ring of honor contracts right if they leave they leave like you know we're still going to make that figure or release that figure so you know i can't say oh they need to focus on the talent that way they can make a figure of them i mean obviously you know they're booking it is what it is but there's a lot of people that are on the active roster that really they i can't say they pay no mind to them but maybe you only see them on dark or you know in the deadly draw in the women's tournament stuff like that and it's like how many eyes are really on those shows to lend to them wanting to be bought i mean the hardcore collectors will buy anybody that comes their way but i mean when you've got you know brandon cutler and peter avalon and wardlow and guys like that on the pegs it's like you know i mean wardlow is a pretty prominent guy he's mgf's bodyguard but he's wrestled only a couple of times. My guess is they probably they'd probably release him in a suit. And it's like unless you release him in some type of uh, battle pack format with MJF, I think he'd probably be a pick warmer. Right. Because I, people I, are like, well, who's this guy? Do that. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think he'd do that well. Um, you know, same thing. You know, even even like a notable name like uh, Arn Anderson or Taz or something like that. I mean, if you release Arn Anderson in wrestling gear as like some form of like legend variant, kind of like what TNA was doing towards the end with like the Raven and the Terry Taylor and the Hulk Hogan. If you do something like that, okay, cool. You know, a Taz and a singlet and Arn and a Tully and stuff like that. But Arn as Cody's coach in a two pack. Yeah. Cause people love Cody. They'll buy it with Cody. Right. Arn Anderson as a solo figure to pad out an assortment. I, you know, dressed like uh, Zeb Coulter over there. I, <laughs> I don't think it would do, I don't think it would do very well. No, I, I agree. But anyway, man, I don't want to keep you on all night. Um, I don't want to go over on time too much either, but uh, throw some plugs out there. Let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So uh, as you've heard us talking over the last couple of weeks, uh, it's figures toy company. It's at figures toy company.com. And uh, we also own and operate wrestling superstore.com. Um, besides finding the wrestling figures on figures toy company's website, you'll also see all of the retro figures for DC comics, kiss the three stooges, the monkeys, uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons like Scooby Doo, Birdman, the Galaxy Trio. Uh, wrestling Superstore has all of the wrestling figures as well as all of the action figure accessories you could ask for for your wrestling collection, uh, whether it's the real scale ring, the new steel cage playset, commentary tables, regular tables, ladders, chairs, Singapore canes, uh, Ring of Honor accessories, the Ring of Honor replica belts. Um, there is just a ton in stock. Uh, obviously, a new product is going to trickle in as soon as we can get it in there, but there is plenty to keep collectors occupied at figurestoycompany.com and wrestlingsuperstore.com. Uh, you can keep up to date on everything FTC on social media by following us on Twitter. It's at figurestoyco and at W-R-E-S underscore superstore. If you want to find us on Instagram or Facebook, it's just searching by the company name. And if you want to follow along with me on social media, I am available to you on Twitter at Zach Malibu. There it is. Well, Chris, man, it's always it's always fun catching up, and you know, just kind of you know shooting the breeze on a bunch of stuff. But um, hopefully, you know, next time we talk, this whole this whole pandemic will be a be a memory from the past that we can all kind of laugh about. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening with FTC down the road, and hopefully, we can podcast again before a year and a half. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, make uh, make up some makeup plans to run into each other too. We'll see what's going on with uh, some of the big events next year once people are actually allowed to go outside again. <laughs> no kidding, right? Yeah, I mean, we might be in masks, but who knows? But yeah, that'll that'll definitely be something I'm looking forward to because I think it'll be a lot of fun to. Honestly, the Fig Life meetup was why I was going. To be totally honest, like WrestleMania was like a fun 
dessert on a really fun meal. But like my whole thing was like, I want to be able to like meet up with people I've only communicated with on social media. I think that'll be super fun. And, uh, yeah, and obviously plans got changed, but, you know, hopefully in 2021 we can all make up for it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was supposed to be my son's birthday present because his birthday is in March. So WrestleMania oh, was going to be his, his big thing. And, uh, you know, the FTC offices are down in Florida. So we were just going to post up at my boss's house for a week, hang out, maybe do some theme parks, you know, go around and get him to some wrestling shows, including WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to have to make up for a lot of stuff once uh, once all this is behind us. Well, hopefully next year we can all make up for it. I think, you know, with with all sincerity, I think this will kind of make everyone think, at least for me especially, like not to put things off, you know, like mm-hmm. because when you are faced with the fact that you can't do this anymore, it definitely puts things in perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Chris, I appreciate it, man. We'll have to chat again soon. Absolutely, man. Thank you. And we're back. We're back. Uh, big thank you to Chris from Figures Toy Company for being on the show. Always fun catching up with him and kind of getting to chat about all things wrestling and uh, what's happening with Figures Toy Company and all that good stuff. So we shared his social media. Give him a follow. Check out all his all his stuff. Um, always always a super fun guy to talk about or to talk to. Um, big underscore band. We got to dive into some Chalkline here. And, uh, dude, Chalkline has revealed some stuff, let me tell you. Have they? Yes. Um, first of all, they released all on the same day. This and this maybe this is their new strategy. I don't know. They released the entire GI Joe collection and the wow. entire Power Rangers collection. Wow. So multiple jackets, multiple shorts. Uh, I mean, that was a ton of stuff all in one day. Okay. So you said uh, the Power Rangers and the GI Joe, right? That's but yeah. That's all been that's all been released, and then. Wow. Like a day later, they released the Monday Nitro shorts, and then they released the like a that a day after that they released all the Street Fighter shorts, and the WrestleFest, the Street Profits, the Ninja Turtles, the Foot Soldier, and the Fiend shorts. I'll be damned. That is yeah. A so a lot of stuff out there from Chalkline, but I think maybe this is their new strategy. Because if they release one item at a time, it always sells out. Now if they release multiple at a time. You can't buy everything, right? Right. You kind of have to pick and choose what you want. So interesting strategy. Um, and it looks like the last post here that they just made is all the uh, Garbage Pail Kit stuff will release October the 2nd. So tomorrow, as we record this, uh, looks like you got um, two jackets there. One like looks like the trading cards, which is kind of fun. Then one of just the Atom Bomb character. And then three pairs of shorts. One, again, like with the uh, Atom Bomb character. One... Well, I guess two of them, the Atom Bomb character, just different designs, and one with the trading cards. Uh, I know you're not a big Garbage Pail Kids fan, but these are kind of cool looking, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're into Garbage Pail Kids, I mean, this is definitely for you. I mean, the Chalkline, I mean, always does a great job on their designs. I dig it. And then it looks like uh, they're also releasing on October the 5th mm-hmm. the Shawn Michaels DX joggers and the Shawn Michaels DX shorts. Of course, I think most people remember he wore these at In Your House. At DX in your house back in 1997. Uh, I always liked that gear. I thought that was that's a that's a pretty cool set right there. Yeah, I dig it. I think that's a it's a nice design for for the pants and the shorts. And I, I I'm right there with you. I liked when Shawn Michaels actually had DX gear, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think this looks good. Absolutely. Um, 
they re-released the Ninja Turtles versus Shredder shorts, as I mentioned earlier, and the Foot Soldier shorts. Um, I love the Ninja Turtles versus Shredder; those are amazing. The Foot Soldiers are fun, but I mean, you know, they're the Foot Soldiers, like they're the peons. Do we need shorts of them? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, if if you got to pick between one, I mean, nine times out of ten, you're gonna have somebody picking the Turtles over over the Foot Soldiers. Huh. Always. Uh, the new WWE shorts that were released, you see the Fiend, kind of Joker style, the Street Profits, the WrestleFest, and the WrestleFest uh, with the Ultimate Warrior. Um, all these are pretty cool. Um, I know you mentioned on the Ultimate Warrior once you're like, I don't really need his face on my shorts. <laughs> but yeah. um, they do look cool. The Fiend ones, I think, are probably my favorite. I love the Joker style. I think those are pretty fun. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think the uh, the Fiend are probably my favorite shorts. Um, I like the Street Profits. Um, shorts, but I think if you're a fan of the Street Profits, um, I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be kind of weird because I mean it's it it's not really you can't really tell what's going on there. So I mean it, it'd probably yeah. probably actually be better for somebody who maybe isn't a fan of the Street Profits because you can get away with it not not really being able to tell what the shorts say. <laughs> yeah. And these have all been released too. We've we've talked about them already. But the Street Fighter collection, you got the logo, Akuma, mm-hmm. M. Bison, Vega, Guile, and Blanca. So I mean, I assume if these do well, we're going to see other characters. But um, I, I really dig the Vega ones, man. Like he was never like my go-to character, but I love the look of those shorts, like the chain link fence and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because with Vega, he was always a favorite character of mine. I just hated playing him. I, I was terrible playing him, but I always loved that character, all because of that um, that one that glove with the Wolverine claws. Big time, yeah. I love the Wolverine claws. Uh, the WCW Monday Nitro shorts. I mean, these would be amazing at a Monday Nitro party in 1999. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think they're pretty cool. I've always been a fan of the WCW stuff, though. Um, always fun. Uh, kind of going through back to the Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, they announced Sasha Banks uh, shorts. Legit Boss. Are you wearing some shorts to say Legit Boss on your ass, Bang? Uh, I am not. I am not. <laughs> um, but... Uh... Yeah, I, that's all I got to say. I'm, I'm just, I'm not. I mean, I might wear some shorts with Sasha Banks's face on my on my pants, but I mean, not a not legit boss on my ass. Not legit boss on your ass. Uh, what about the GI Joe collection? There um, got a couple of jackets, three pair of shorts. You got one with the, the shorts, one with Cobra Commander, one with Snake Eyes and Scarlet, then one with kind of like everybody and like a group scene. Very old school looking. Um, Again, going back to, I know you're not a huge GI Joe fan, but I thought this was a pretty cool collection. Yeah, I dig it. I think this is perfect for any any GI Joe fan. You know, I, th- I think it's a nice little setup. And I mean, I think it's funny because I'm I, I'm not I'm not the biggest GI Joe fan, but I've always loved that that Cobra symbol. And uh, yeah, that's the, one of the best logos of all time. Yeah, and so I think if I think if that co- if those shorts only had the Cobra logo on them, um, I think I'd probably buy those hands down. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we also got the Power Rangers collection, as we mentioned before. You get a Green Ranger jacket, which is fun. Looks just like his uniform. Yeah. On the back, you got the, the helmet and stuff. Uh, you got the the Power Rangers, a uh, couple different jackets there. You got the logo, shorts, logo jacket, and then a couple of different pairs of shorts. I love the shorts there on, on the bottom graphic. It kind of has everybody. You get all the Rangers and then Alpha and then Zordon kind of up in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot happening in those shorts, but they're pretty cool. Yeah, I dig them. I think they look good. 
that pretty much uh, pretty much wraps up everything Chalkline's got coming out. Lots of lots of good stuff there, man. Um, but I think that might be their new strategy, just releasing stuff all the time and then you know, it's kind of playing catch up and seeing what sells, what doesn't. And, you know, that or people are going to start donating plasma to get it all, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. They're just bombarding your feed with new stuff every day. Absolutely. They're, they're killing it over there. Well, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Last thing, just make sure you guys hit that rate and review over there on the iTunes. I mean, if you are not rating and reviewing, do you not want to see Bill Venus get chopped? I mean, come on. Apparently not. I, You know, I was looking at our rate and reviews, and I think we might have pissed some people off with the idea of of um, giving Bill Venus a chop because there are some, some damned one-star reviews over there. That's insane to me. Some, I'll tell you this. If we get more than 50 five-star reviews, I will let Bill Venus chop me. Oh, you are you talking? Are you talking like a regular old chop? Or are we talking bionic backhand chop? Well, see, I don't know. Like, see, I don't think it's going to matter because I don't know if we're going to get that many reviews. You know, yeah, that's true. You gotta, you gotta see where it's going to come from. I mean, if we get fifty, I'm definitely chopping him. But if we get more than fifty, which that just means fifty-one, if you're doing the math at home. Bill Venus can chop me back. And if he wants to throw out a bionic backhand, I'm not going to stop him. I'll just say that. <laughs> so, yeah, there it is. There Game, it set, is. match. Uh, well, as we as we wrap up here, definitely check out our uh, buddies who also do podcasts, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, dropping a new show every Sunday, just like this show. Uh, Jeff and Scott, two great guys. Check out their show. I know you will dig it. It's great stuff. Absolutely. Wreck my podcast with uh, Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Joe, uh, Cam, Craig, or all those guys talking all things old school, you know, movies and stuff. They just, I just saw that they released a new episode and it completely was like, I was like, absolutely. It was uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Wreck My 80s. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. More, more, more stuff like this, guys. I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They got always got good content over there. Absolutely. Really, really cool stuff. Um, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Steve and Eric do a really fun retro wrestling review show. I highly recommend it. Check that out. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Hilarious show. Awesome dudes talking wrestling, toys, all that good stuff. Check them out. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Dropping a new show every single day. I don't know if you saw his new uh, logo where it's like him as Elvira. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Uh, so funny. Just super fun guy. And I think for this month, he's doing a lot of Halloween-based trivia, which I'm like, hell yeah. Nice. This guy knows what's up. So Very nice. Check out Trivia with Buds. Uh, Lead 8 Showdown with uh, that sack of shit, Big Chuck. Yeah, you were you were on there just recently. I was. We talked, uh, talked the greatest things about wrestling. We yeah. actually were able to get along for a little over an hour, so that was good. Yep. Um, I think you actually recorded an episode with him too, so I, I don't think that's dropped yet, but it's on its way, right? Yeah, I I, I want to say it was episode 20. I might be wrong, but I feel like it was 20. Um, so just in a, in, in a few weeks, it should be up, which I, I'm i excited about it. It's over, um, we did it over catchy songs, so I'm excited about that. Oh, nice, nice. That's fun. Yeah. Kind of taking our strengths there, which is good. And Absolutely. And let us do uh, his, his insane tournaments of... Uh, of insanity. Absolutely. So, 
So Elite Eight Showdown, check it out. It's uh, it's ridiculous, but you know, leaving the blood on the brackets over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ringside rant with RJ. Uh, he's actually going to be coming up as our guest next week. So awesome. If you if you've not heard Ringside Rant, give it a listen. He actually just had a uh, Marshall and Ross Von Eric on his show, which I believe they're the MLW Tag Team Champions. So check that out. Yeah, very cool. He man, he's he's interviewing all kinds of guys over there. Yeah, he, he's doing a lot of cool stuff. So check out his show. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. He's kind of getting back into the wrestling world. Now that things are starting to happen again, which is really, really cool. So check out his show. It's one of my favorites. It's a great listen. I love RD. He's been on our show before. He'll be on again. So check it out, the Leisure and Lariats podcast. Boots to the Face. Check their show out. Awesome show. Great dudes. Especially if you're a wrestling fan, I think you'll dig it. Boots to the Face. They had a new shirt from Jason Wolf, which is amazing. Yeah. Really cool design, so check that out. And speaking of Jason Wolf, uh, dude, uh, he announced he's doing another one of those Hasbro figures. That Zeus figure was freaking incredible. And with it, you got a Zeus sketch card mm-hmm. and a card art that he made. Now he's doing Hulk Hogan in a tuxedo. Yeah, the tuxter is what, I he, love it. what he dubbed it. And I, I'm, I think that is amazing i uh I'm, I'm excited to see the finished product i think it's going to be awesome and i think what's really cool about that is you're, you're basically able to kind of just add your hasbro collection you know and uh and get some new figures like zeus would have been perfect in the hasbro line and the tuckster kind of works with like when hogan was at the slammies and stuff so absolutely I, i'm hoping man there's because there's been like you know that rhythm and blues, Greg Valentine, that never came out. There's been, yeah. uh, you know, Diesel. I mean, he had the retro, but never the actual Hasbro figure. Um, and, you know, like there's a lot of guys that never, like Haku, never got a Hasbro. He should have. He never got one. You know, right. I, I hope he keeps doing this because this is a super cool thing, and he's so talented at it. It's just like, man, that's. I would love to have that ability to to make a figure like that. I mean, he freaking made the Bill Venus figure. Yeah, he did amazing on that. I mean, I, I, I mean. I'm excited to have him keep doing this stuff because I think, like you said, I mean, being able to add your Hasbro collection is amazing. The The thing I love about it is the fact that, you know, you could probably make your own custom at home, but Jason Wolf's customs don't even look like customs. They legit no. look like, like they were mass produced and sold in stores. I mean, they look amazing. And so I, I'm excited to see what he comes up with next. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. So check that out. Uh, Grapple Holden to be the man. If you like wrestling comic books, uh, to be the man um, on Amazon and Comixology. Grapple Hold available on Amazon. And actually, we just announced this week, Grapple Hold's author, David Thomas, has officially joined the PHPW roster. Yes. And um, he's coming to put the hurting on folks. So He is. Y'all, y'all, y'all better watch your ass. <laughs> also, too, uh, coming to PHPW, uh, a man of mystery, the one and only Poetic Prophet is joining the roster. That makes six roster members, babe. Yeah, we're dude, we're we're cooking, man. I mean, we're we're cooking. We almost have this whole tournament bracket filled out. I'm excited about it. The tournament is literally, if I'm looking at the calendar right, I mean, by the time this drops, it won't be. It'll be sooner. But I mean, it, it's a it's a week away, Breaker, from from the debut. Bro. October the 8th. Is that correct? That's correct. It's the day before my birthday, man. Like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. So, um, 
two more guys to be announced. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think a lot of people have questions on what this is. I know we kind of went over it last week, so I don't want to like hash it out every week, obviously. But when it debuts, I think everyone will dig it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited for people to see it. It's going to be a blast. Absolutely. So get ready. Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Hell yeah. Uh, Bane's music. You can find all of Bane's music on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your music. He's got three albums, two singles, and always working on new stuff, man. That's right. That is right. <laughs> that's all I got on that shit. Well, that's all he's got. <laughs> Charlie Shaw's going to call you out for that. <laughs> Why? Why? Why do you say that? Like you don't know what's going on. Like you're like, uh, yeah. That's right. Yep, yep, that's it. That's it. No, yeah. I just, I had nothing to add because, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I got music out there. Check it out. But I'm, I don't know. I'm, everything I write lately, I feel like I did this all last year, too. Just, it's like I write it and it's like, yeah, it's cool. I go back to it a week later. And it's like, well, that that's dog shit. So um, I, I'm sure eventually I'll probably just settle on some shit and just throw it out there and let everybody hear it. But. Well, I know the writing process is probably difficult because it's like you want it to be perfect, but it's never going to be perfect, right? I mean, it just right. can't be. Right. And it's one of those things where you can't gauge anyone's reactions because they haven't seen it or heard it yet, right? Exactly. And so it's got to be as good as it can be for you to throw it out there and then engage people's reactions and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely a process. Um, back to the Nintendo. Uh, drops every Friday. We just dropped... Uh, what was this? I don't even know what episode we dropped, Big Bang, because I'm was so it, far behind. Was it Tetris? Well, we dropped Tetris, but at, when this show drops, that will have already been out. Okay. So, yeah, we, we our last episode was Tetris, but we dropped a new one um, that I'm trying to find as I stall for time here. Um, uh, the Simpsons, Bart versus the World. Ooh. Yeah, so we've done Bart versus the Space Mutants. Now it's Bart versus the World. So okay. check that out wherever you get your podcast. And then, of course, you're already we already talked about it at the top of the show, but uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Yes. Um, yeah, the super fan, man. I, I, I would have never believed it in a million years. Yeah, and uh, poor Bill, but also poor Michelle, you know. Um, it's... Kind of, kind of a sad deal, but we are, we are, we're rocking and rolling, man, in the season. I mean, hopefully, I don't choke them out by the end of it, and uh, if I do choke them out, hopefully, I leave a little bit left over for you to take care of them, Breaker. I don't think that'll be a problem one way or another. I, you know, but You're, you have no, no problem beating a dead horse. Not really. No, <laughs> doesn't bother me a single bit. You know, I'll kick or, a man while he's down. Or, or, or in this case, a, a dead jackass. <laughs> Beating the dead Venus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. No, no issues there whatsoever. So, but um, no holds barred with Bill Venus every Tuesday. It's a mess, but it's, um, it's something. So I don't even know what to say about it, but check it out. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's fun. It's all meant to be fun and games. It's a wrestling show that forgets it's a wrestling show. And it's, uh, there you go. It's good stuff. Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Check out the energy shot. And if you are a patron, as we mentioned, you become a major player very quickly at PHPW. Not to mention, you get to watch PHPW two days early. Yes. Early access. Plus a uh, – and if it's not a shock to anyone, the first eight people we're announcing for PHPW are our patrons. So yeah, if you want to be on that list, you know, if you want to be announced as a, as a player quickly, that's the way to, that's the way to get there. Absolutely. 
then of course Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beer Company. Yeah, both both uh, both teams, man. We get we got uh, some Halloween gear going on. So Halloween uh, t-shirts over there at AveragePandaGear.com and uh, Outsiders Beer Co. We have the Candle Jack um, uh, scent right right now, which is only available through Halloween. So get it while it's spooky. Um, and I'm going to take the next couple of weeks since I got all the free time in the effing world. Um, and I'm going to kind of try to develop some new sense. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. There you go, man. Yeah. Using that, using that, uh, that time wisely. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then of course you can find all of our t-shirts at uh, pro wrestling forward slash Brian breaker, uh, bbph.redbubble.com. And watermaneuver.net. You can find the uh, G.I. Joe style design there on the Breaker of Bane's Power Hour store, or you can also pick one of Big Bane shirts over at the Bane store. Absolutely, yeah. So that's all I got, man. Anything else you want to add? You know, that is it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Absolutely. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker of Bane's Power Hour. As I already mentioned, RJ from Ringside Rant will be our guest next week. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.